Hello, hello, hello. Davey Portman here from Poison Rana, youtube.com slash at Poison Rana. Wherever you found us, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, thank you. You have found us. And I am live in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. And I am joined by Mr. Jesse from The Six. Bonjour, bonjour. Bienvenue au podcast Poison Rana. Exactly. Ole, 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 indeed. Uh, yes, we are in our hotel room in uh, downtown Montreal. Uh, it is 10.30 a.m., the day after the Elimination Chamber, and we're going to try and squeeze in one of these shows before we, we get kicked out of this hotel room. Uh, but yeah, we made the trip. Um, it was a pretty eventful first day uh, going. We we decided, uh, we ended up deciding that we wanted to do the two. We wanted to do SmackDown and Elimination Chamber at the Bell Centre. And I actually went to Demand Lucha this Thursday at Parkdale Hall in Toronto, which was another fantastic show. I can't sing these guys' praises enough. Um, it's it's always a good time there. Got to see WH Park, got to see Mike Murray, got to see some listeners. Um, they've just announced a huge main event for their uh, Super Lucha show um, with Gringo Loco taking on Commander, which is going to be excellent. But unfortunately, I think I demanded too much Lucha uh, because it was then Friday morning, our flight was scheduled to fly from Billy Bishop Airport at 20 past 9 a.m. And, well, I woke up to my phone buzzing from Jesse at 10 a.m. Uh, asking where the fuck I was. And then I'm looking at my phone. I've got missed calls from John Pollock. I've got texts from Way. I've got messages from Braden. Uh, I quickly scramble, throwing everything in my bag open the door to see the concierges outside my room, my door, checking that I'm okay. Um, luckily, the flight was delayed by three hours, so still got to the airport and had plenty of time to get a coffee and chill, and luck was definitely on my side today. But I just want to firstly put out a public apology uh, from the bottom of my heart to everyone I might have kind of... Uh, had concerned. I think John was close to calling the police. He was that worried. Um, but I made it. I'm here. Uh, and yes, Jesse, I'm sorry. <laughs> I shoulder some of that responsibility too for, for freaking out John Way because I didn't make it clear that, well, actually, Braden didn't make it clear to me at first that he wasn't at home. So they thought that Davey was missing and not at home, which was more concerning. But I think the listeners would like to know some of the things you packed in your bag. So that was the thing. Like, I, I then uh, I'm just scrambling and throwing things in my bag. And then as I'm flying, I'm like, what the hell did I pack? So it wasn't particularly the attire I'd like to bring on on a wrestling trip. But I did manage to bring, you know, a thick cardigan because it's cold. Uh, underwear, which are essential. Uh, I thought I forgot to pack my microphone, but it turns out I, I didn't. But it's uh, I've been without a, a belt for my jeans all weekend. So that's been interesting, kind of navigating, keeping them up. Um, but yeah, it was just a bit of a stress. I then feel uh, quite guilty because I know you had a rotten night's sleep. Because it's one of those things when you, you know you've got to be up early. You know you don't want to miss your flight. Uh, it plays on your mind. And I believe you kind of barely got any sleep that night. I didn't sleep for more than 20 minutes at a time. And it's really annoying because I went to bed at 10.30 at night. I was all prepared, but I had an unfortunate bout of insomnia. And I thought John and Wei were on the same flight as we were, which they were initially. So I was sitting in the lounge of this delayed flight on no sleep, wondering where the heck everybody was. It was a trip. 
But the important thing is Davey got there and he brought us hot sauce. I did. Yeah. So that was another thing. They're going, uh, well, again, I feel guilty because you were there like going to bed at a sensible hour. Uh, I'm, I'm going to bed probably around 2 a.m. after a few bevies and get a full beautiful eight hours sleep before coming for oh yeah no the the flight's just delayed it's delayed so i'm then going through airport security and they're like hey do you have any bottles or liquids in your bag i'm like i I have no idea like you just go ahead just check and like oh you've bought you've got hot sauce i'm like sounds about right yep sure okay so yeah managed to bring the essentials to this trip like hot sauce um but yeah we made it uh we got to the uh hotel a lot later than we expected we got here at 3 a uh, 3 p.m and then kind of just checked in uh you had a bit of a a nap a power nap i wandered around the city a little bit it's it's been i've only ever been to montreal in winter and it is cold but it was like a lot windier and a lot more blustery last time i came so i actually it's it's not been the worst it has been able to like walk around in the city this weekend. There's definitely been a buzz uh, for for the homeboy Sami Zayn uh, going for the title. Um, but yeah, we we made it to SmackDown on on Friday night. We uh, had pretty good seats, but managed to move into like right by the the hard cam, which was quite interesting. Watching how the production works, like we could see when they were going to put commercial break and all the all the 84 camera shots that Kevin Dunn is flicking between. Um, but yeah, Jesse, some thoughts on, on SmackDown. It was, it was really like a little like warm up for chamber, but I, I thought we had two, two highlights on that show for me. Yeah. I enjoyed it. it in a weird sense. Uh, there was almost no pressure on it. Like we knew the big show was tomorrow and uh, I could sort of keep my powder dry and just sort of, um, sit back and enjoy, let, let, let the show wash over me. And yeah, I thought the tag match was very entertaining. I thought... Um, so yeah, it had Banger Bros versus uh, the Viking Raiders that had a pretty good amount of time. And I mean, it was big meaty men slapping meat, but um, four guys were very good at doing that. And Viking Raiders still have a bit of a way to go to raise their stock. But I think if they can continue having matches like this and maybe get some important win- wins. They could maybe turn it around. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed that match and the crowd seemed to get into that one. Drew and Sheamus are very good to playing to a crowd. Mm. Uh, I imagine like they're they're just great for getting crowd into it. I, I bet they're great at house shows. They just really know what they're doing. And, and it was uh, impressive to see them work. Absolutely. Um, one of the more kind of puzzling things of the evening was the Bray Wyatt uncle howdy um segment where bray they just they've they've got the la night feud out the way now it's now the build-up to wrestlemania he's one of your kind of top stars and again they like we've seen this before they don't really know what they're doing with him so he kind of called out the winner of lashley and lesnar um but then we go forward the next day and we get a uh, a weird DQ finish. Um, where terrible finish. Terrible finish, um, which leads us to believe that this Lashley uh, Brock match is going to maybe probably have the payoff at Mania. So what's what's Bray doing? What's Uncle Howdy doing? What is this? I mean, I'm fine with them not being on the show personally, but they 
you're not going to have this WrestleMania without Bray Wyatt. He does feel like a bit of a loose end, a bit like a Becky Lynch right now. Pair them together. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Firefly Funhouse with Becky. You could do it. Yeah. I mean, like, th- this thing is very, very strange. Like, this is more reminiscent of perhaps a Vince McMahon run WWE or, or um, storytelling or lack thereof. Just so Bray and Uncle Howdy. They come out and they kill um, Hit Row. And mm-hmm. uh, so just to get the crowd cheering them. And then he's like, I'm going to challenge winner of Rock and Lashley. It's like, okay, cool. We know what's happening now. And they do that awful DQ finish. And it's what service could that serve other than build a three-way, which sounds like a really awkward match. Bray, Lashley, and Lesnar. Three-way really doesn't sound it. Uh, it it feels to me, you say Vince booking, but it feels like on the day yesterday, Vince goes, no, we're doing this at Mania, you know, and let's do a DQ and we'll continue. Very, very odd. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a shame because I think there were those rumors of a Brock Gunther match. And I think, I think Lashley against some other people would be more interesting as well. So I don't know where they're going with this one. Uh, Bray, it's it's like, it's died a death for me again. Like, I'm just not into it at all. Um, but we'll see. Uh, it, is this, this could be the second time they've, they've hinted at a Bray Wyatt, Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania match and changed their mind. That's true. I don't remember the year. But yeah, there was one year they, he and his Wyatt family all threw him out of the Rumble, right? Yeah. And then they just it was, didn't do it. I believe it was setting up for Dallas, I think. So you then had uh, the Dean Ambrose match. Oh, great. Because they did the whole three-way and then Dean was starting to get a bit of momentum. So, yeah, very odd. But definitely the the main event, really, the thing everyone came for this whole weekend was Sami Zayn coming out at the end of SmackDown. Um, it, was, it was fucking awesome. One of the greatest reactions I've been in in a crowd just non-stop chance for sammy uh he could have just gone on the air without off the air without saying a thing and i think it would have been awesome tv uh but yeah great reaction and then uh what was his his line in french i know your french is a bit better than than mine uh i think he basically said like this is my fucking house but in with french canadian swearing yes tabernacle yeah which got a great pop from uh from the crowd but definitely smackdown kind of uh, not a hugely noteworthy show, but I, I think definitely um, the it, it definitely kind of wet your whistle for Chamber and got you more excited being there with the whole Sami Zayn segment. In a weird way, I think that was my highlight of the weekend was the ending of SmackDown. I'm, it, just that reaction, uh, just an outpouring of emotion. Mm. And in that moment, there was no worry of what they were going to do. It was just... Here's this man. We all love him. Let us show him our love. And it it just seems so pure. And I really, I really enjoyed that. Ended with a couple of dark matches, which were really nothing. It was uh, Bray Wyatt and LA Knight. Bray putting LA through a a table for the win. It was a street fight. And uh, Charlotte Flair um, taking on Sonya Deville. Um, I guess these are just two smackdown characters that weren't booked on chamber and they're trying to get them out in front of this card uh, in front of this crowd but really pretty nothing uh dark matches there odd choices i thought but the fans seem to like um like shaking hands with charlotte after the match so mm. 
Great for them. And then we go to uh, Chamber itself. We we had a, a nice day. We met up with our, our friend uh, Hanny. We met up with John and Way. Had a bit of a walk around the city. A couple of drinks. A bit of food. Um, then met uh, a few other people. Shout out Emil, our listener from Denmark, who, who made the trip for his first PLE. Uh, saw uh, Brandon Thurston and his girlfriend, um, yeah, there was there was a bit of a crew we we met uh, on Saturday before going to chamber, and opening things with what the the women's chamber match. So you had uh, Liv Morgan, Oscar, Raquel Rodriguez, Nikki Cross, um, Carmella, and who am I missing here? Uh... Oscar Carmella. I've got the Wikipedia page. Liv Morgan. Just, yeah. Uh... Nikki Cross, Oscar, uh, Oscar, Carmela, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Canada's own. Oh, yeah, the hometown girl from yeah, um, yeah. I this went 19 minutes 30 seconds. The winner will be facing Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. I don't think any surprises here with Oscar winning. You look at the field; she's the only one that really feels a big enough match for Bianca. And I mean, I I think Bianca could get that reputation of being. You know, Mrs. WrestleMania, she's had two excellent matches against both Becky and Sasha, and there's absolutely no reason why she can't have that against Asuka. Um, But I thought, you know, this was pretty fun. I thought there were some fun spots here. It's not the easiest event to see live. We were kind of uh, sat in the lower section behind the announce table, so behind, like, Cole and Corey and a little bit to the left, so kind of behind that. Uh, left chamber pod um but I, I thought there was some fun stuff here i thought that raquel like spear through the uh through the quote-unquote bulletproof plexi glass plastic sheet um looked pretty cool and i thought that uh live morgan sunset flip dive off the top of the chamber i think that was something i haven't really seen before we've seen stunts off the chamber but i thought the sunset flip was actually Pretty cool. Um, and then ending, you had Asuka just kicking the shit out of Carmella in one of the pods, uh, but absolutely the right person won. I thought, is this going to go down as one of the most memorable chamber matches of all time? No, but as a uh, opener, I thought this this got the crowd going, and you could tell just from, from right away, this crowd were going to cheer everything. Yeah, uh, I didn't think the match had much to say for itself. I thought it was... Fairly perfunctory. I did like that Liv Morgan uh, somersault uh, sunset powerbomb. And I really like when Asuka entered the match and just beat the piss out of Carmella for like two minutes, like mm. hitting her and slamming her against the uh, the chains there. <laughs> that was pretty entertaining. But otherwise, I think it just kind of happened. But uh, I mean, a lot of the crowd, the crowd was definitely into Liv Morgan. They're into Liv. They're into Natalia. Um, and... Uh, but the the Askerwin, I think, was was correct. Um, we then had the Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar match, which we have talked about. Uh, went four minutes forty five and ended with a low blow DQ. Um, pretty much, you know, exactly the formula we've come to expect with these big Brock Lesnar heavyweight matches: uh, spamming finishers, kickouts, and uh, in this case, uh, the DQ, which led to Brock just freaking out and f fiving the ref twice. Uh, putting uh, people through tables, 
Um, like it's the ref's fault. He kicked Bobby Lashley in the nuts. What yeah. The, <sighs> terrible. Yeah, I thought this was just lazy. It's this feud. Uh, I I can get into big lads wrestling, and I think all three times they've kind of fumbled this one a bit. You had the the Roman interference at the Rumble last year. Um, you had the what was it the match in Saudi, I think, which ended with the kind of almost Bret Hart like spot with the Hurt Locker going into a pin. Um, and then this a DQ. I don't really think these two have delivered in a way. I think they're both capable of, but it's we've seen this formula with these heavyweight matches, which has seemed to have been the same since WrestleMania 33, which worked great there. I loved that Goldberg Brock WrestleMania 33 match, but then they've just been like, oh, that works. Let's do that again and again. And especially when getting a non-finish here, uh, I thought it was weak. Personally, I'm over Brock Lesnar, unless he has a forklift, in which case that's mm. interesting. Otherwise, I'm not really interested. But look, the crowd loved to see him and they love to do their little pose along with Brock when he does his entrance. And they cheered when he did the table spot. So, you know, clearly a lot of people like get into that. So I guess that's that's worth something. It's just not for me. I'm over this style of Brock Lesnar. Like, I, I like him as a... I think he... Wait, when he wants to, he can wrestle really well. And I, I love seeing him suplex people. Um, I uh, I think he's a pretty good seller as well. And I think you can, you could maybe start telling that story. He, he's done so much with the title. He's He's done like the Roman feud to death. I think it's more interesting if you start making him a bit more vulnerable. You know, he's, he's uh, like one of the older people on the roster start selling that story that maybe he's losing his touch and give him, you know, longer matches and more compelling stories where he's not just dominating. I think he'd be way more interesting to me and you could then mix him up with some some fresher talent on the roster. I don't disagree. I just don't think that's going to happen. No. We then go to our mixed tag team match. It's, it's Edge and Beth Phoenix, the grit couple, coming out to Medalingus by Alter Bridge, which uh, I, I love to sing along to. And they were taking on the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley with Dominic Mysterio um, in their corner. Uh, the crowd, this match was a lot of fun to be at because Dominic is such a fucking great character these days and people love to just uh, hurl abuse his way. Uh, so many fuck you Dominic chants, which were... Uh, were really fun um and then some fun stop spots here they 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 mixed in a little bit of intergender rules at times you had a, a little bit of them facing off like beth with like an assisted spear to priest in the corner uh sorry to to finn in the corner um and ultimately it won with edge and beth phoenix hitting the big rig the shatter machine on uh finn balor for the win which was quite a nice touch because if you remember that um, the documentary they put out on the network or for Edge's big return, it was WWE sent him a, a ring to North Carolina and it was the Revival, it was FTR, who were helping him train for his comeback. So I thought a nice little kind of nod to them uh, with the big rig for the finish, but is always going to fuel that speculation where... The, the talk is that uh, FTR's contracts are maybe coming to an end soon. So uh, I'm sure Twitter was going wild that uh, 
Revival are coming back to WWE. But I, I thought this was pretty fun. Um, surprised. I thought we, I spoke with Braden on, on last week's Poison Rana where we were previewing this and we were surprised that uh, we thought Rhea would win seeing that she's got the big championship match against Charlotte at Mania, but she wasn't the one to take the pin. Uh, What were your thoughts on this one? I don't see how you can complain. Like this was a really fun match. I think they hit all their notes. I think Dominic as a character is absolutely incredible. The way he sells the verbal abuse from the fans by covering his ears and then edge chases him away everyone cheers he comes back everyone boos and you know everyone in the ring are good wrestlers they they know what they're doing i just thought they worked it really well and it was fun to see and i got the feeling that's the end of the feud i know some rumors contradict that but it felt to me like edge is going to move on to something else so we'll see yeah so um we assume we're getting dom and ray at Mania, mm-hmm. uh, the rumor was perhaps a Hell in a Cell with Finn and Edge. Um, this did feel kind of definitive, but you could always do an angle tomorrow where, you know, Edge and Beth are celebrating and Finn attacks them or whatever. Rhea needs to be doing her own thing. Rhea needs to get away from this now uh, because she's gearing up to the Charlotte match. But if you're not doing the Edge and Finn match, what what is Edge's match? Gunther. Interesting. Okay. So Just having, saying, he, he doesn't seem to have a program. And have him move doesn't. over to SmackDown and... Oh, oh, do we not do that? Is that allowed? Uh, you can do that. You can do that. Um, hmm. Adam Pearce can buy out his contract from Adam Pearce. Send SmackDown. Yeah, well, Adam Pearce will have to be on the phone with himself and figure okay. that out. That's, that's interesting. I, I could maybe see... I could see that. I could see you maybe doing a, like, Drew, Sheamus, Gunther three-way maybe that would be good kind of thing um it works with drew and sheamus as well because they're like friends who don't mind fighting each other but you do have the baby faces outnumbering the heel though it it is a it is a weird one to book but and i personally prefer singles matches especially for a gunther singles match i'd I'd like to see but edge gunther sounds really interesting you can certainly have imperium fucking with him and and stuff as well yeah complete speculation on my part we then go to our men's elimination chamber for the uni- uh, sorry the United States Championship. Uh, Austin Theory uh, defeating Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, Montez Ford, and Seth freaking Rollins in 31 minutes, 30 seconds. Um, I- I'd say this was kind of similar to the women's match in a way, where maybe not the most memorable, but there were some pretty fun spots in there. For me, it was just awesome seeing Seth Rollins and Johnny Gargano kick things off just doing some really nice uh sort of mat wrestling there and and wetting your whistle for hopefully a, a meaningful singles match at some point um you had Bronson Reed who was uh protected in his elimination by having the kind of cane spot where everyone was hitting their finishes on him uh i thought he he was getting a great reaction from this crowd in his in his heel role like he he went to do his sort of freight train through the like the splash through the chamber and the pod didn't break so everyone's chanting one more time and then does the like fuck off kind of arm slap thing like nah um and then montez ford having a bit of a shining moment doing his i don't know what do you call it spider-man dangling upside down on the top of the cell and dropping with a a splash i think i think we saw was it grand metal do this once but this isn't a spot we've seen 
much before and I thought looked really impressive. Um, just having him in this match, I thought really uh, freshened it up. Uh, he had some really good sort of um, hot spurts where he was hitting those con helos to either side. Um, and then they kind of gave him a bit of his moment. They had the the curb stomp on the outside of the ring and then rolled into the pin and he wasn't really uh, moving much. So you had the, the medics all checking on him. Our poor friend Emil from... Denmark got really concerned uh, for Montez. Yeah, he said he had flashbacks of Christian Eriksen for the Danish national team at the yeah. Euro 2020. Ford's just really good at selling. Um, Not Davy though. Davy knew exactly what was happening. He called it the moment he noticed that the chamber door was open for that long. So this allowed Logan Paul to come in. I, I do think this doing this kind of angle, it really gave... I, I kind of describe it as when you sub off a star player in a in a football match. It allows the crowd to kind of give him that respect and that moment. You almost had that with Ford as he's walking away, and I think people kind of gave him his their appreciation for what he did in this match. Uh, but this led with um, Logan Paul uh, hitting the uh, buckshot lariat to a momentarily blind Seth Rollins, I assume. That really bugged me. I'm sure on TV it looked great, but from our vantage point, Seth Rollins was standing just across the ring from Logan Paul for a good, like, eight, nine seconds. There's no way he couldn't have possibly seen him. It was yeah. ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so Logan Paul hitting the buckshot lariat and then uh, the uh, Austin Theory hitting, um, was it A-T and down or whatever? A-Town down. A-Town down. Uh, for the finish and retaining the US Championship, uh, so clearly setting up a Logan Paul Seth Rollins match here, which should be should be pretty good. I think Logan's really impressed so far, and he's with one of the best in the company. Um, and Austin Theory maybe leaving open to Cena if that's what they've been teasing, if that's the route they go. Um, but yeah, thoughts on this chamber. I thought it was the better of the two chamber matches. I think Ford was the standout. I mean, Seth was great, but we expect him to be mm. great. Uh, on a personal note, it was a little bit sad to see Johnny Gargano just be another guy. Like, he was my guy in NXT. We loved him so much. And I just feel like the crowd's like, oh, yeah, Johnny Gargano, he's okay. Um, and I kind of do hope that uh, Theory does have the Cena match just because um, I never like to see the, the champion I know it's U.S. champion, but the champion win and then move on to a lesser program than the guy he just beaten, Seth Rollins, yeah. which probably will happen. But if it's Cena, then he'll at least have some focus. And he should win it. Probably. He should beat Cena. Unless unless you got Cena for more dates. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see. I, I think they're doing a good job elevating these secondary titles um, in this last year. Sure, I think Gunther is a way more credible champion at this point than Austin Theory, but they're doing something different with Theory. And I, I think um, I think having it just be in a, in a chamber match itself makes it feel a bit more of a big deal. Um, I just, and I think it makes just the, your main championship at the moment. The, the championship hasn't felt as big as this for, for a long time. A long time. Absolutely disagree with anyone who says you should be splitting these titles. Don't do that. Don't do it. And, well, that takes us to our main event, Roman Reigns taking on Sami Zayn for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Um, this was all about the crowd here. Uh, I think Brandon Thurston tweeted out it was just over four minutes before these two touched. 
um, after the bell rang because it was all just every kind of chant, the Olay chants, the Sammy chants, the fuck you Roman chants, um, the singing along with Sammy Zayn's song. Um, this was a pretty, pretty uh, uh, cool atmosphere to be a part of. Uh, absolutely. I, I expected nothing less given the night before. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to add. So they they get to the match. It's it's very much a, uh, a Roman Reigns match. A lot of performing, a lot of shit talking. I think um, I think being there live, seeing because this is the first time I've seen this iteration of Roman in person, and this is something that came out during the like pandemic, the empty arena stuff. And seeing him play to the crowd as well, I think it, it does translate really well. Like, I I know he's not going to be everyone's style, but I, I think uh, some of the stuff this guy's been doing in these last three years with character work and and living by that less is more theory uh, does work at times for him. Um, it wasn't before too long that, you know, shenanigans was coming in. You had the, the ref bump, multiple ref bumps, multiple hope spots with Sammy. Um, he he really fucked up his ribs at one point when he went through that DDT through the turnbuckle spot. Uh, you could see he was all kind of shredded up there. Um, but he hit the halluva kick. The crowd are counting to 10, but the ref's not there. You had Jimmy come out and interfere. And then the moment we were kind of waiting to see what would happen, Jey Uso comes out and it looks like he's going to stop reigns they're recreating the moment from the rumble where where now sammy is the one in the ropes he's defeated and roman's gonna hit him and uh well roman gives the chair to jay jay's conflicted doesn't know what to do um and then roman turns around sees him he's in the position to hit roman when roman turned his back on jay that that might have been my favorite moment of the match when the crowd was like do it do What's it jay do <laughs> Um, but we didn't have confirmation of what Jay was going to do. And Sammy ends up going for a spear to Roman. Roman moves and takes out Jay. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. So this is, um, I think a lot of us were expecting, uh, kind of maybe confirmation of both Jay's allegiance and the Kevin Owens team reformation. We didn't really get that. We ended up having, uh, you know, Roman eventually hitting the spear and and pinning Sammy and retaining in just over 31 minutes. Uh, at the end, it's the beatdown from Jimmy and Roman, but no Jay involvement. Uh, Kevin Owens' music hits. He comes out, stunners all round, um, and allows Sammy to hit the halluva kick. He kind of passes Roman off to him. But no big embrace. Uh, Kevin kind of walks away i still got that feeling like it was you know big brother like oh, i've got to clean up my little brother's shit right now i kind of got that vibe rather than like like i'm here for you i love you the big embrace it i think a lot of people expected i think most people expected roman to win this but it was still kind of deflating at the end you definitely did feel the air go out of the arena a bit and people were trying to you know, recreate that moment and give him that standing ovation at the end. But it, it really wasn't the same as, say, SmackDown or his entrance. And it's an interesting topic because I think, I think Cody and Roman does make sense at Mania, but this kind of Sammy championship win makes a lot of sense too. And 
I don't know if you're going to get this moment, this opportunity again. It's difficult to articulate because I felt like I got what I expected mm. and I understand everything that happened in terms of storytelling and I have no objections, yet I'd be lying if I said I wasn't disappointed at the end. Mm. Um, and so it, it's hard to say if, I mean, I'm supposed to be disappointed, right? The hero yeah. lost. So is that the a good emotion? The hero lost, it makes you hate Roman even more at this point. Yeah. So I think by mania time, you know, Cody's going to do great and the crowd will be into that. But this could be a moment when you look back at where promoters, you know, drop the ball and by not, you know, making a guy in the moment they could have. And yeah, like, can you imagine Sami Zayn ever being champion? I can't. It's it's a difficult one because, yeah, I'd say, um, I'd say Cody could tell that story. Cody's story doesn't necessarily have to end at Mania. I think he's, mm. I think he's a big enough character and someone who you can build up where he does lose to Roman and then could win at a SummerSlam or whatever in that big moment and does uh, finishes the story. Sami just for i mean he he is popular everywhere it's not just this home crowd but having all the pieces aligned to this moment in montreal i don't think you're going to get that again it's like that daniel bryan winning at wrestlemania 30 it was the biggest stage for him mm -hmm. to to win it at and this was that for sammy and i don't know if you're if it's ever going to feel as big as that with him you know winning against someone else in like a different town it's, it's, I can't really, really see it here, which is a shame. And do you think if you had that maybe more definitive, you know, Jay turn on Sammy and Kevin make the save and a big embrace and therefore, you know, definitively at the end of this night, we're going Usos, Sammy, Kevin, and the last image is Kevin and Sammy hugging in the ring. Would that of, would you still have the same feeling? Do you think it would be a bit more like, okay, I, I had a bit more of a feel-good moment at the end, uh, or would it be the same kind of... I don't know if it's criticism, because I don't blame WWE really this time round. This isn't let's book Randy Orton versus Batista when you've got Daniel Bryan in your in your back pocket, like, catching absolute fire. It isn't that. Like, you've got two great contenders, and you would be sacrificing a bigger show in a way, because I don't think... Like, Sammy versus Cody has my interest, but it's not as big a match as Cody Roman. No. I think there are things they could have done to give Sammy a more triumphant feel, to give a sort of punctuation for the live crowd. But I also think that they're sticking to their story, mm. and it's moving at the pace it has been. It kind of doesn't make sense for Kevin Owens to just embrace Sammy mm. again. Like, why, why would he after what's happened? Um, I really like that what they did with Jay, where Sammy accidentally hits him. Um, so, yeah, I do think they could have given the crowd more on the night. But at least sitting here right now, I don't blame them because I, I no. think there's more story to tell. And hopefully they tell it well and, on SmackDown. And I, I think what they've done great is because it would have been easy to have just done the Usos turn and Kevin and Sammy put together. But they have been really clever with this whole Roman Reigns story of doing it you know, little piece by little piece. And and the segments every week are compelling. It hasn't felt like Bray Wyatt where you're going, 
what the fuck is this? What is this Uncle Howdy? Why is this dragging on so long? Why are you going to wrestle? Right from day one, you had the, like, the Jey Uso story with Roman where, oh, is Roman playing with him? Is is Roman really against him? You had that story complete with then Jimmy coming in. And, well, where does Jimmy's allegiances lie? And then you had the the gambit of challengers that Roman had. Then you've had this Sami Zayn story. Where does his allegiances lie? And now you're shifting back to Jay with where does he stand in it? I think they're I think they're doing a good job of, you know, making this compelling each week and having TV you still care about with what happens next. I would love to see still that's the main event of night one is the tag. And I think you could do, you know, Sammy and uh, I think you said yes, so you can have like Sammy and uh, Kevin win and kind of Jimmy walks off, but Jay kind of gives Sammy the a fist bump or whatever, like still like, have that kind of connection that sort of or just the the you know matt jackson nod of respect yeah there and then you could have you know part of cody winning could be sammy and kevin you know backing him up like having all the bloodline shenanigans and then but this time there is there are people there to fight them off so it's a clean one-on-one and roman uh, sorry cody gets that victory um a lot of options. I would love to see a few months down the line, babyface Jay versus heel Roman uh, again. This and time so, with the crowd. Yeah. yeah. And sort of like, and then maybe Ray, Roman takes some time off after that. I feel like that would be such great circular storytelling. But So like non-title, like Roman's lost the title, yeah. have it as like a backlash match or something before Roman goes away? Yeah. Roman lashes out at everyone for losing the title. And then Jay says, I'm not going to take the take your guff anymore roman and mm. then um yeah i think that would be great a uh, lot of options they're very good storytellers i got what i expected even so kind of feel a little bit disappointed yeah it's it's definitely an interesting feeling to have because i think the you are just riding this absolute high and then uh and then like you're like oh okay it's like you know when when Christmas is over, and you're like, oh, well, that was it. Move on now. Next one. Um, but overall, what, what were your... This is my first Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Uh, did you did you have fun? Uh, was it a thumbs-up show for you? Thumbs down? Thumbs in the middle? Uh, thumbs-up show. I don't think I'll want to see a Chamber show live again mm-hmm. unless... I mean, it was fine this time because the main event wasn't a Chamber match. Yeah. The big draw was a, a different match. But yeah, watching the Chamber live... I guess if you had different seats, certainly if you're sitting hard camera side or opposite, it's probably better. Mm. But um, yeah, I didn't love that. But overall, I'd say it was, you know, a pass veil. It's a pass show. Absolutely. Yeah. For me, it was, this wasn't me coming away from like a, like a, a full gear, like an AEW show and going like, wow, that trios match was incredible. And oh, I've seen some match of the year contenders today. That's, I didn't get that, but I, thoroughly enjoyed the entire show i didn't think there was any well lashley brock but that aside i didn't think it was a a weak show by any means but i'm not necessarily coming away talking about how great the wrestling was i'm i'm talking about you know the odd cool spots in the chamber match and just an incredible crowd reaction for Sami Zayn. so but yeah thumbs up thumbs up for me i've had a i've had a lovely time in montreal uh well any any final any final thoughts jesse before we we leave because we we've outstayed our welcome here no no 
Okay, well, that's it from us. We will be going back to our regular programming next week with Up Next on the Post Wrestling feed live on Tuesday at 10.15 Eastern Time uh, on youtube.com slash post wrestling or just sign up to the the Post Wrestling uh, podcast. Um, Also, we'll be back next Sunday at 2 p.m. for our more regular Poison Rana show where we'll be going through the entire week in the world of wrestling. We will probably be doing some... uh, Mercedes Monet, Kyrie Zane talks uh, either on Tuesday or next Saturday or next Sunday rather. And then patreon.com slash poison Rana. We have a whole load of shows there for you to uh, to check out. We've recently recorded our Survivor Series 2002 review talking about the very first Elimination Chamber. Uh, really fun pay-per-view there. Uh, we had our best match ever, Stephanie McMahon, where we were joined by Matty Edwards talking about some of the greatest matches the leader of the women's revolution, Stephanie McMahon. And then this week, we're about to record our review of Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, as picked by our world, sorry, our family patron, Emmanuel. Uh, Really looking forward to chatting about this one. This is one of my favorite films of all time. You can get all this plus over 500 other shows on our Patreon. 500? 500 shows. Wow. By just signing up for $5 for the friend tier, patreon.com slash Poison Rana. Or you can just go on uh, poisonrana.ca where you've got all our links to all our socials, our YouTube, uh, everything. So thank you very much. We've, we're building up the March schedule. We're building up our WrestleMania plans. So please stay tuned. We've got some very big, exciting announcements coming your way very, very soon. Uh, but that's it from me. You can find me at Davy Portman. Jesse, where can we find you? Uh, you can't. You can't find Jesse. I'm unfindable. Unfindable. Okay. Well, that's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. Ole, ole, ole.